So if I may, I'd like to tell you about a course that my husband's put together. This is something that's a long time in the making. He has been teaching people how to do this and teaching people how to use their money so that their money works hard so that you don't have to. And you've heard previous episodes of Brett's giving you advice, financial advice, advice on investing. If you love that kind of thing, you definitely want to follow him on Instagram. Now, he doesn't post that kind of stuff to his feed. I know he doesn't take any of my advice when it comes to Instagram, but he's always offering that advice on his Instagram stories. And because of that, people have been begging him for probably the last five years to teach or create a course, a basic course for beginners, not for the person who's already investing, not for the person who already has a portfolio and understands you know, annuities and their retirement fund and how to figure out how to get started, all of those things. That's the course that he created. It's called Money Matters 101. It has been five years in the making, but it's a quick course. This is literally a 101 course for those of you who are afraid of the numbers. You're afraid of the financials, but it's time for you to take control of that. We've got to change that mindset. And you can, and it's important that you do because I don't want you to work as hard as you've been working. I want your money to work harder for you. And Brett wants to teach you how to do that. And he's my husband, so I can tell you, he doesn't mansplain things. He really does break it down and make it super simple because he's had 30 years of training working with someone who has ADHD, who is constantly saying like, hold on, hold on. Okay, back it up, slow it down, break that down for me, draw a little picture. And it's a really great course. So anyways, you can check it out. There is a link in our show notes for you to check out Brett's new course, Money Matters 101. What's up? What's going on? Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Shaleen Show. And happy Friday. On Fridays, The Shaleen Show is much more informal. We just talk about whatever's going on in our lives. Well, I guess in my life. Anyways, thanks for being here. Let's chat, shall we? I don't know what it is, but something about when the holiday falls on a Monday, which it did, because right, 4th of July was on Monday. Just the whole week feels weird. Not to mention the fact that I've been like under the weather And so just the whole week feels so weird. All right, so let me first start with the episode I did on Monday. In case you missed it, go back and listen. I did an episode of What to Watch, and these episodes have become really popular, which I appreciate. I appreciate hearing from you guys that you like hearing my take on things and you like having that type of episode like once a month. So I plan on doing that once a month. But I also want you to know that you're a big part of that content because I get great recommendations from you. Although I try to stick to mainly documentaries because some of you like to recommend scripted shows. But for example, this time I only recommended one scripted show. I don't watch a lot of scripted shows. And I think that, I don't know, scripted shows are a little tougher to recommend. Sometimes I'll do it. But more often than not, when I do the what to watch, I like to do documentaries. I personally love documentaries. And I've got already a nice little list going for the month of August, I guess, July. Oh, my gosh, August. Crazy. You guys know that we have a wedding coming up in August and one in September. I mean, people who are on Patreon know because I've talked a lot about it on Patreon. But yeah, so Sierra is getting married in 
It's crazy. Just like, I mean, we're like four weeks away or something. Do I have my dress? I do not. And you are freaking me out that that's a weird thing. Like, I keep getting messages from you saying like, oh my God, you don't have your dress yet? No, I don't have my dress yet. I'm not worried about it. You know, it's just a matter of going shopping. I didn't find anything that I loved in Europe. In fact, maybe it was where we were staying. Like, we weren't in Paris or anything, but I think in California, we just have really good fashion. I mean, access to all kinds of stuff. So my goal is to spend like two days up in LA, you know, book a nice hotel, maybe stay at the London. I love the London. Maybe stay someplace on the water. I don't know, like kind of make it like a little getaway where there's like no pressure. Like when there's a lot of pressure to like, okay, we have to find something today within the next couple of hours. Like I can't do that. But Brett also needs to get a suit. I mean, so I don't know if I'm going to get like both dresses at the same time. Maybe I will. I don't know. I tend to like buying things closer to the event because I feel like styles change. Like if I had bought the dress for Sierra's wedding, let's say like four months ago, I know myself, I would have already changed my mind. And I want to find something that's long for the ceremony, but it could convert into something short, or maybe I'll change into a short dress for the reception. Cause you know, your girl's going to dance. You know, it is going to be a dance freaking party. Both weddings are going to be crazy dance parties. And if I'm being honest, it's, you know, I always wondered, like, what would it be like to plan your daughter's wedding or for, you know, any of your kids to get married? I guess the thing that's surprising to me, maybe it isn't, is that I'm kind of a control freak for my own things. But when it comes to my kids, I don't have an ounce of control in my body. Like, whatever they want to do is cool with me. Their weddings should be 1,000% a reflection of them. I don't think it has any, I mean, it shouldn't be a reflection of Brett and I at all, other than, you know, we're signing the checks. But I just, I really don't feel like it's not my vision. And so whatever is important to them. And I've just also tried not to interject myself with either kids' weddings. Like, I just keep telling them, hey, if there's something you want me to do, tell me. Tell me how I can help. Tell me what you want me to do. But, you know, really, I think it's both of them have wedding coordinators and have an idea in mind of what they want their weddings to look like. And, you know, we've given them budgets to some extent, I guess you could say. And we just want them to be, you know, really happy. But they're both pretty laid back kids. I think both Brock and Sierra, believe it or not, are they're very laid back. They know that like, it's the wedding, but what's really important is the marriage, which kind of leads me back to the episode that I did on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, I did an episode called How to Have Your Perfect Partner, which obviously there is no perfect partner, but I do believe, I truly do believe that both of our kids are going to have very long, successful marriages. I mean, they have all of those positive qualities. We watch both of their relationships. I think that they're both really set up for success. I don't think that they have a lot of those negative habits or some of those warning signs that I talked about in Wednesday's episode. I hope that you'll listen to that. But, you know, so people are always saying that, like, oh my gosh, what do you think about your kids getting married young? But here's the other thing. I think they're going to be great. I think their marriages are going to last forever. 
But if they don't, well, that would suck. And it would be really sad because I know it would be hard for both of them. But like also, you know, people get divorced and they live and it doesn't make you a bad person. And 50% of the population has been through one. And sometimes you just, you just never know. So what's the point of worrying? Literally, what is the point of worrying? Every single day, you meet people who are like, we met when we were 15 and we've been married for 40 years. And you meet people who are like, we dated for seven years and then we were only married for two years and we got divorced. Like, you just never know. And so, you know, I want the best for my kids. I know that we've done a great job of role modeling for them. And I think the most important thing that we can do and have done is encouraged and normalized therapy. We normalized therapy for ourselves. We normalized therapy for them from the time they were very young. And so, gosh, if I'm giving you any piece of advice, it would be that. Like, get your kids really comfortable talking to a third party and not when there's something traumatic going on necessarily. I mean, that's a good time too. But ideally, you want to get your family and your kids and the people you love accustomed to the idea of just doing check-ins because it's healthy. Speaking of healthy, yeah, I have not been my healthiest since we got back from our vacation. And so on the last day of travel, as you know from listening, I started not feeling well. And then when we got home was when I really got sick. That's when I got the fever and the cough and the chills and the body aches and all those things. And, and everyone keeps asking me like, oh, do you think you have COVID? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. And I didn't test. And I'm sure somebody is listening right now who's just like outraged and is going to tell me all the reasons why I should have gone to get the test. But I just, I didn't feel like it because I'm like, well, if I have it, I don't know how that changes anything. I mean, I'm keeping family away, which was kind of a bummer because on 4th of July, obviously, we had to cancel all of our plans, even though I was feeling better. I was feeling much better on the 4th of July, just having these weird waves of nausea, but no more fever. I haven't had fever for like five or six days. But anyways, I was feeling better, but then Brett started to get the sniffles and we're we're like, is he getting whatever I had? So he's had like completely different symptoms. So I don't know if we just had a cold or some kind of a weird bug or whatever. And again, like I said, I'm sure someone's listening who's just absolutely outraged that I didn't go and get the test, but I just... You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I I don't know why that would matter if I'm quarantining myself and didn't expose myself to other people, knowingly anyways. Did I when I was on the airplane? Probably. But, you know, I also probably caught it while I was on the plane. I don't know. It's just having a bug or getting sick now, it feels so political. It's weird. It's like, you know, I mentioned that I was not feeling well on my Instagram stories and 99% of the people were really sweet and positive and just like, oh my gosh, I hope you're feeling well, better. You know, I'm, I'm praying for you. Please take care of yourself. You know, take the time off that you need. Don't worry about recording podcasts. Like people are so, so nice. And I actually did an Instagram story saying like, I cannot even believe how kind strangers are on social media. Just like, you know, writing like long prayers and kind messages And I'm like, it's just a cold. It's just a virus, whatever you want to call it. It's not like I'm fighting off cancer or a life-altering disease. It's just, just a virus passing through me. You know, it's normal. Like, people get viruses. 
but it's different now. It's strange. Like, so again, 99% of the people are really nice, but you know, there's a small percentage of people who are like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Just come clean and tell everyone you have COVID. What's wrong with you? It's like, wait, well, what? What? Huh? I'm like, what? What is this attack over? Like, you're angry with me because I caught something on the flight. I mean, it was just strange. And they're like, what are you hiding? Stop hiding. I'm like, what are you? T- <laughs> I don't even get it. I don't know what I'm missing, but I just people are weird about it. And and then all the questions about whether I'm vaccinated or not. Yeah, I, I am. I'm vaccinated. But like, why is that anyone's business? I mean kind of strange how we've like made getting sick a moral issue it's very bizarre to me I don't get it I'm not hiding anything I just didn't feel like going to get the test I just because I don't know I'm sure someone will tell me why I need to nonetheless I want to take just a moment to remind you how important it is to think on paper I talk about it all the time. It's so important, especially if you're someone who's easily distracted. You need a notebook with you at all times. This is where you jot down your best ideas. When you think on paper, all of that creativity flows and it it sends that message out to the universe. It's crazy the things that you can manifest when you put your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams, your intentions on paper. Whether you're looking for a very simple to use, effective day planner or a blank notebook to capture all of your brilliant ideas and brainstorms, the place to go is pushjournal.com. We've got blank notebooks as well as incredibly easy to use day planners. Like this is the day planner I created as someone who has ADHD who needed something super simple. We've got new designs, designs that have more blank pages or our classic push journal with a health tracker as well as blank notebooks that are so cool. They're so adorable. Like It literally will tell people a little something about your personality when they see you writing in this notebook. Check them all out by going to pushjournal.com. All right, back to the show. So anyways, I have some kind of a virus. I assume it's some kind of a virus and no fever, no cough. That just lasted like three or four days. Not that big of a deal. Very normal. Not the end of the world. But then as soon as I thought I was like better, I started like, going about my business, you know, scheduling meetings and Zooms and trying to review emails. And that I was just like, I I can't focus. I kept getting these major waves of nausea and headaches and brain fog and just terribly exhausted. And I don't do well with that. In fact, the worst part of being a little under the weather is that I haven't been able to be productive. So I haven't been able to hit my workouts and that messes with my mental state. It's energy begets energy. So when you're feeling low on energy and you don't expend energy, you get lower energy and low energy affects your mental state. So for me, oh my gosh, we're babysitting Sierra's puppy right now little Johnny, Johnny Cash, the pug, and he's crying at the door because I'm recording the podcast in the podcast room and the door is closed. He's so freaking cute. Okay, you have to follow his Instagram accounts. It's Johnny Cash, the pug. He is the cutest pug on the planet. I've never seen a dog this cute in my entire life. His personality is for days. 
He's so trouble. You just want to squish him. And he's just, can you hear him? Anyways, we're watching him because Sierra's got her bachelorette party this weekend. Okay, so anyways, back to feeling lousy. The worst part about being a little under the weather isn't like physically feeling lousy, but like mentally. It just really bummed me out to not be productive. So I was really thinking about that today. Like, okay, so why am I so bummed out? Like, why am I down? I'm rarely down. And I realized it's because I haven't been able to be productive, like at all this week, like so unproductive. And it completely bums me out. It makes me realize how connected my happiness is, or maybe my worth is to being overcommitted to doing things, to having purpose every day, you know? And it's interesting because I didn't feel that way at all, not even for one minute when we were on vacation, right? We were 30 days. So why did I not feel it then? But I do feel it now or this week when I was a little under the weather. I don't know. I I haven't quite sorted that out, why that is. Perhaps part of it is that we were go, 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 go on vacation. Like we were having so much fun and we were still exercising like and being active, like being active makes me happy. It balances my mood. There have been times in the past where like maybe due to an injury, I haven't been able to be active physically, but I was able to do things like, you know, work on my computer or do work-related things. And just like right now, I'm kind of processing this out loud in real time. And I realize, yeah, I was, that still made me a little bummed out. So maybe it's not the purpose-driven stuff. Maybe it's not the work-related stuff that keeps me balanced. Maybe it's, I really do, it's the physical part that keeps me mentally balanced because, yeah, as I'm thinking back on it now, like when I tore my hamstring and I was stuck on the couch, I was mentally sharp. I was mentally like going like crazy and I used that time to write my book, but it wasn't, I still felt mentally down and you know, there's a lot of really interesting research on the impact of exercise and your mental state. I mean, head to head in studies, SSRIs, you know, the medications that many women are prescribed for depression, anxiety, etc. They've done so many studies to evaluating the impact of exercise versus the impact of SSRIs. And exercise in many of those studies is nearly as effective as medication. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should go off your, you know, antidepressants, but I am saying there's definitely something here, you know, like I'm I'm really recognizing that like right now as I'm saying this, without a doubt, it has bummed me out that I've had to like cancel so many meetings. Like I just, like my brain fog this week, like I just haven't even been able to read an email, like I'll get a long text message or a Slack message from somebody on my team. And there's like maybe two or three questions in there. And I'm just like, I can't understand what you're trying to say. And it just makes my head feels like it's in a vice. And I'm normally not like that at all. So I know that has something to do with the like lingering side effects of whatever bug or virus this is that's passing through me. But, you know, so that, then you feel bad. Like you feel like you're oh, I'm letting people down. I hate being sick. I refuse to be sick. 
and then I hate being down. I don't like feeling bummed out and I don't even like admitting that I feel bummed out. But without a doubt, I just do not have my mojo this week. And it's probably a good thing to experience though because it gives me empathy for many of the messages I get from people who, people will write to me and they'll say, like, how do you have energy? How do you get so much done each day? Or how do you get yourself excited about anything? Like I've lost my total mojo. I get messages like that from people. And because, you know, 99% of the time, I have my mojo, I have my energy. I, I'm excited about the day. I love exercising. I love a packed schedule. I love doing things, right? So when I get those kinds of messages, sometimes it's hard to put myself in that person's shoes. So I'm really just going to remember this, you know, and remember what this feels like. And I also have obviously reminded myself that this is temporary. But when someone is depressed, which I'm not, by the way, but I have had friends who experience depression And man, when they describe it, I'm just like, oh, I cannot fathom how hard that would be and how how dark that would feel and how important it is for people to recognize that, you know, the signs of depression and to know what the difference between depression and just being like without mojo for a week or being a little under the weather, like there's a big, big difference. And I think sometimes we, we throw that word around. We're like, oh, I'm depressed, but you're really not like there's, there's a big difference between having a couple of down days or a down week versus depression and to recognize the difference and to know that that's something that you you can't just like, you know, repeat some positive affirmations and pull yourself out of depression. You really, really do need to recognize how important it is to, to get help, whether that's for you or a loved one. And I think for those of us who who've never experienced depression, it's it's hard to relate and it's easy to say things like, well, you just need to exercise and you just need to have a better attitude or find a hobby. When the truth of the matter is, it is a very, very serious situation. If you have a family member, a loved one, or even you yourself think that you might be depressed, you've got to get help because it isn't something you can usually fix yourself. It's not to be messed with. It is to be taken very seriously. And there should be no shame around it. But there is, you know, because you you look at social media and we get this impression that we're all supposed to be up and energetic and doing things and happy. And and again, I'm just like associating how I've felt this week. Looking at people's social media bummed me out even more because I'm like, they're like exercising and taking showers and and then they're putting on makeup and putting on cute outfits and they're going to restaurants and going places. And I want to do all that. I want to do those things too. And I, every time I tried, I would get dressed and then I'd be like, oh, I'm tired. And I hate being tired. I hate being low energy. And, you know, now I'm just complaining. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just would look at people's social media this week and it made me feel like first of all, FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Like, oh, I'm missing out on doing all those things. And then I would feel bad about myself. Like, you know, I'm not sick. I don't have a fever. And then you question yourself. I'm like, is this nausea or is this just in my head? Am I low energy or am I just lazy? And then the guilt creeps in, right? 
We feel guilty when we're like not living up to our own expectations or other people's expectations. And and then you start to go like, oh, I guess I'm not a very valuable person because I haven't been productive this week because I've had to cancel every meeting because I can't even read through an email like, what's wrong with me? You know, and the fact of the matter is we can't be super focused and super on and healthy and 100% of ourselves 100% of the time. I get that. I know that. I know that. But it still bugs me. And I'm sure you felt this way too. And you get down on yourself when you aren't 100%. And yes, I know it's a big waste of time to spend any amount of energy, you know, getting down on yourself because you're not feeling 100%. Like that, it doesn't even make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't. I'm just telling you, dear diary, that's how I'm feeling. And I don't like it. But you would be very proud of me. I am completely listening to my body. I have been napping like crazy. My sleep gummies, I haven't even taken sleep gummies the last like three nights because I've just been so tired. I just knocked myself out. By the way, do you guys know that there's a new flavor of sleep gummy? I know you guys are bummed, those of you who are in Canada. This is not an ad. It's just to mention that there is a new flavor that I love. Brett does not like the honey chamomile flavor as much, but I'm obsessed with it. But anyways, I haven't had to take my sleep gummies like at all this week because I've been so sleepy. And I guess that's how you know that you're really under the weather because your body tells you like sleep. I am not one to take a nap. I know that naps are good for you, but I just don't nap. But this week, every time I like hit the couch because I have to like lay down for a minute because I feel nauseous, I fall asleep. And I think that's your body's way. Like think about sleep is such an underrated tool. Like if you want to if you want to build muscle, you need more sleep. If you want better brain power, you need more sleep. If you want to kick the virus, you need more sleep. Sleep is just an incredible thing. It's one of the reasons why when you're trying to recover from anything whether it's grief, disease, sore muscles, an emotional day, your body says sleep. Speaking of which, did I finish what I was saying about shopping for Mother of the Bride dress. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I, we are going to probably spend like a couple, two, three days up in LA. We'll check into a nice hotel. I'll pick a few places that I want to go shopping where I don't feel any pressure. For me personally, when I go shopping, I don't need you to go with me. I don't want Brett to go with me. I don't want a friend to go with me. I don't need somebody else's opinion some women love going shopping with girlfriends or whatever. Not me. Mm-mm. Nope. I want to go by myself. I don't need your opinion. I mean, thank you for your opinion, but I don't need it. And I also don't want to feel like I'm rushed because you're done and I'm still looking. Or I'm done and you're still looking and now I'm bored out of my mind. <laughs> so I never understood that when women are like, let's go shopping together. I'm like, oh, sounds horrible. Absolutely not. You know, and even when I'm going shopping with Brett, I don't mind shopping with Brett. He's incredibly patient as long as they have like one of those like husband's chairs. If there's like a husband's chair, he'll just sit there and just play on his phone for hours. But still, he might get hungry. 
You know what I mean? It's like a whole thing. I like to shop by myself. I'm a woman on a mission. I know what I'm looking for. I know where I'm going. And, you know, I'll just try on things and try on things. And I don't really like going shopping. I prefer shopping online. That's what I do. Like people are like, where do you buy your clothes? I buy all my clothes online. I rarely go shopping in person. But I feel like for this situation, I should probably go in person. You know what I mean? Because usually when I'm shopping online, I order a bunch of stuff and whatever I don't like, I send back. But for a mother of the bride dress, I feel like that's not something that, you know what I mean? They're usually pretty expensive. So I don't think I'm going to like order a bunch of them online and send them back. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the best use of my time. So we'll check into a nice hotel. We'll make it a cute little weekend. We'll probably go out to dinner with friends up in LA. And I'm like saying all these things because because I'm trying to talk myself into making it something fun. Because again, I really don't like shopping. I know you think that I do, but I really don't. I really would much prefer a whole bunch of things showing up at my house, me trying them on, sending them back. And P.S. Nothing fits normal anyways because because I'm 5'2". I've got really long legs. And I know you're saying, wait, you're 5'2 and you have long legs. For someone who's 5'2", they're long legs and a very, very short torso. So it's like I have a child-sized torso. And then it's just this whole thing. Nothing fits as is. Everything has to be altered. And that would be my one tip for my short girls Spend money on a seamstress. Find yourself a good seamstress and get everything altered. Now a tip for all of the ladies. When in doubt, buy things a size bigger than what you need. You can always size down. You can always alter things to fit. It's very difficult to buy something that's like a little too small and let it out that doesn't work. Everything looks so much more finished so much more classy, so much more expensive when it fits you the way it's supposed to. So spend a few extra bucks to get things altered, find a good seamstress. And you know, I just do it just like once a month, I just have a big bag and I go to the seamstress and take everything up, shorten it, take it in, whatever. And you just, you feel so much better when your clothes fit the way they're supposed to. It doesn't hurt that I also know how to sew, But half the time I'm like, I've got this big bag of clothes and I keep saying I'm going to sew these myself, but do I really have time? And am I really that good on my sewing machine? No. I mean, I can do some basic things, but for the most part, it's just a wise investment to spend a few bucks at the seamstress each month. Now I've got a bunch of bathing suits. Because of my ADHD, I tend to, do you guys do this? I go on these binge shopping, online shopping sprees where it's like, okay, I'm going to buy skirts this month. And I buy like 20 skirts, stupid. But this month I've just been like binge buying bathing suits and they all have to be altered (laughs) because I have the short torso. So yeah. Anyways, for those of you who are Patreon members, you have an episode coming tomorrow. Saturday. If you're not a Patreon member, what are you waiting for? Literally for like as little as five bucks, you can join Patreon and you get the back episodes, you get personal stories, stuff that I have never talked about on the podcast before. You get Brett unfiltered and 
lot of very interesting stories, like the kind of tea that, well, probably it's just safer, shall we say, for me to put it on Patreon. In full disclosure, the Patreon is not like, it's not personal development. There aren't like, you know, motivational takeaways, stuff like that. It's just, it's for those of you who like Friday episodes and you want to go even deeper, I think you'll like Patreon. So you go to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. The link is in the bio. Thank you for supporting all of the sponsors that we have for The Shaleen Show. You get all of our shows ad-free, though, when you become a Patreon member. And to those of you who also been a little under the weather, because I, I guess it's really going around, here's to better days. Remember, it's all just, it's just temporary. So here's to our health. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. You made it to the end of the show, which means you loved it, right? So don't forget to subscribe to keep up with the newest episodes. The Shaleen Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most every podcast app. We would be truly grateful if you left a five-star review and told us specifically which episode you enjoyed and why. The Shaleen Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But don't worry, we got Tuesdays and Thursdays covered too with Build Your Tribe, Shaleen's other podcast, which she happens to co-host with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media growth, and marketing devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. So make sure you're subscribed to Build Your Tribe and following along. If you'd like to hear Shalene get real personal with stuff that isn't exactly appropriate for the public podcast, then be sure to check out her Patreon where she spills all the tea. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash The Shalene Show. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts can be found below in our show notes.